Hey, friends of the show, we want to thank you for downloading the podcast. Two years in, and we wouldn't be here without you. To keep going strong, we're going to need your five-star ratings and your reviews. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us, give us a review or two. Here's what we're doing, loyal listener. We need your reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us get better by getting your constructive criticism and or complete hatred. After 100 reviews, we'll do a special show where we read your reviews back to you. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 V sports animal happy monday is it i don't know Do you like your job do you love your job you happy to be off you happy to be gone you thinking about quitting i'm here with you 505-246-0610 you got a case of the mondays albuquerque give me a buzz i want to hear all about it just don't swear just don't say cuss words on the, the radio please that's all Fred is still on assignment in the lovely St. Louis, Missouri, still getting rid of his Royal Rumble hangover, so he won't be joining us today. It's going to take a long time for him to get that over with. You think? Oh, my did you, goodness. Did you watch it? I watched. You watched? I watched. I didn't have you pegged as a wrestling guy. Yeah, I watched. But every once in a while, I hear you and Fred talking about wrestling, and I'm yeah. like, what? What? Yeah. Where did this yeah. come from? I'm, 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 I'm in and out. I didn't know that. There's a there's a archetype, there's a stereotype that I think of <clears throat> of wrestling fan that I just can't shake as an adult. I need to hear it. No, I ain't saying that on air. Oh, oh, you can't. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get it on break. Okay, this ain't this is not an election year. I'm not gonna get rid of <clears throat> half my listeners. <clears throat> what you heard there was Robert Buck D. Gibson on deck in the hole. Yes, sir. Welcome to the program, my dude. Great weekend. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, man, right when you walked in, you said it as perfectly as anyone could have said it. <laughs> Didn't live up to last week, huh? <laughs> the games were just as good. Man. What a day of football. Yes. I had to have an, I had to have an edible last night so I could calm down from all that action. I was out of Xanax. I don't do I don't do the Xanax anymore, Albuquerque. <laughs> I like the anymore part. <laughs> anymore. I don't do Xanax. Your boy's got some scars. Anymore. Mental health is hard out there, y'all. If you need some help. Well, these games didn't help with it. Oh, anxiety through the roof. At all. I was I was a good boy and I got my uh my nail clippers, yeah. my nail file out. Because usually fourth quarter, I'm a oh, you're one of those nail biter, yeah. Especially if it's like the Astros or the Packers. I was gonna say, when, even when it's not your team, yeah. If, you're if, like, if that. the game is just that good, I'm yeah. that focused, yeah. Like subconsciously, the fingernails just go to my mouth, like sitting on the edge of my couch, yeah. Literally leaning forward on the edge of my couch. It was that good. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Give us your hot takes 
on the NFL weekend, as it was another good one. It's Joe Burrow's world, and we are just living in it. Pretty much. Swagger to the max <laughs> does not scare big play after big play. He's got like he's got two speeds. Like when he's when he's bouncing around the pocket, yeah, rolls around. You're like, man, this guy is like big Ben slow. Mm-hmm. And then that little hole opens right up the middle, and like, where, where'd Joe go? He's out. Where did Joe go? Gone. He gone. <laughs> okay, I got a question. What's up? I've been seeing this all over the interwebs. What's what's going on with meat? Where's all the meat? <laughs> I see. Man, I got you know, so many jokes, you, but I'll just... you see any of this, Phil? <laughs> I have seen that. You have yeah. seen it on the internet? Yeah. Like, I even went to the grocery store to check. I was like, is there meat? You guys got meat here? Well, when you they're, say, like, like... they're like, Van, aren't you a vegetarian? I'm like, yeah. I'm just concerned for everyone's meat. Of course. You got to. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, man. That's Phil the thrill behind the glass, getting trained by best in the business, Mike Vital. We got Mikey back there, too, but Phil's got the mic in his face. So when you, when you say meat... There's different types. Are we talking like pork, chicken, beef, or just across the board meat? Well, if I were to believe the internet, which I used to, huh? <laughs> fool, fool me 137 times, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Fool me 234 times, shame on you, internet. So the internet tells me there's like no meat anywhere. And I did my homework on the interwebs, and apparently there's a big chicken shortage in ah, this country. Gotcha. So which is going to suck because we'll be in L.A. next week and we, ha- we have to go to Roscoe's. Yeah. Oh, what? If they don't I have any think... chicken at Roscoe's? No, are no. Are you kidding me? No, no. We got to fix this. You got to think that they allocate the chicken. Yeah. Like, Roscoe's gets the first batch. Yeah. Grocery stores get the second batch. Yeah, like, I see what you mean. Like, and then, like and then elementary and all them. Yeah. Then elementary schools get the last batch. Yeah, and that, those are called nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's left, just... Pound them in the nuggets and give them to the kids. Pound them in the nuggets. <laughs> that's that's what. That's a phrase I didn't think I was going to hear in the yeah. first five minutes of the show today. Yes. Pound them in the nuggets. <laughs> in two nuggets. Did we go? I didn't even go live. Sorry, Facebook Live audience. I just got a text saying we oh, didn't go like, live. Where are we at, huh? I had it on a timer. There we go. You also have to press a button. Hey, guys. There sorry we we're late. We're coming in hot. There we we're go. talking about meat. So apparently there's a big meat shortage, and if you had to believe the internet, yeah. there's no meat anywhere, because if you want to be a rebel rouser, you want to be a troll on the internet, yeah. then you say there's no meat, and you put up a picture of an empty shelf. Mm. Apparently it's not as bad as advertised. Apparently there's meat, but there's not enough meat, and if you'd believe what the internet says, meat does not exist ever. Yeah, because when you told me about it, I, I immediately go to Twitter and it's everywhere. Meat shortage. Meat shortage. Yeah. The meat blight 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you run out of meat? Don't we have a problem with like too many cows in this country? We have a problem with like too many farm animals. Yeah. Like it's it's literally some, ripping apart the atmosphere, but somehow we still don't have enough. You're going to upset somebody with this talk. Somebody's going to get mad. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. There we go. There we go. Okay, sorry about your meat, everybody. <laughs> I hope, I hope the meat doesn't stay a problem. Both sides. You're gonna have people who 
You know, look, there's... And then the animal people, so. And Albuquerque, like I do every week, I promise you nothing but sports from here on out. Right. I got to get to the bottom of this meat problem. Yeah. There's animals everywhere. Like how many, yeah. How many times you hear people complaining about their barking dogs or where all these hood cats come from? I know some of you people from the South. You know how to trap a squirrel. Yeah. You can't go get chicken breasts from Albertsons, but you're too scared to catch a cat, you coward. Squirrel. Get out there and possum. Get your meat out in the wild like us real men. The <laughs> vegan says, like us real men. <laughs> uh, you know how hard it is for me to get my quinoa out in the wild? Just go kill a cat, you coward. At least let it be enough chicken for next week. <laughs> That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Yeah, save us one week. Yeah, just give us this next week. Because I, I will eat chicken on vacation. I oh. will eat meat on vacation. Oh, okay. All right. Because you know I've said it before. I'm a win in Rome vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. My friend my friend harvests an animal, kills a deer or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. Yeah. On vacation, i got to try the local delicacy. Yeah. If we're in L.A., I have to try Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, you right? You have to. You have to. Shout out to Frank's Famous. Yes, sir. We'll see if it's that good. But I haven't had the OG, and we will next week. Maybe. They better have some chicken. I'll protest. <laughs> Dude, in Hawaii, there's just, like, chicken walking around everywhere. No, I was going to say just chickens. That. There's just chickens everywhere. And they're fat. How is there? They're, like, they're yeah. are huge. They eat. Yeah. They And, and they don't run. They walk. Oh, like they you just, said, they, they just walk. They, yep. don't even, they don't even consider flying. They don't make any noises. They don't even move their necks like chickens. They just walk. They saunter. Yeah. Yeah. They're just walking nuggets. <laughs> Dude, there's this... Fred, co-host of Two Men On, still in St. Louis, Missouri, at the Royal Rumble. He got a parking lot chicken. Have you seen these parking lot chickens? No. So right next to a grocery store or a bodega or something, I'll have dudes with uh, spits just roasting chickens. Yeah, okay. Like you just buy a whole a whole chicken on your way out of the store, mm-hmm. liquor store, whatever. It's big there. Yeah. I didn't get one because of this reason I'm about to tell you right now. Uh-oh. Fred was like, hey, where'd you get all these chickens from? And the guy just like looks around. Like looks around on the ground. There's like just chickens walking everywhere. Yeah, he just like didn't didn't answer him in words. Just like looked around and looked at the chickens walking around. Uh-huh. And Fred was like, "Oh, these are parking lot chickens." Yeah, not because of where you make them, because of where you find where you them. find them. They're just chilling <laughs> in the just parking lot, walking around everywhere. So I'm sorry if you're missing out on your meat. I went to Silver Street Market downtown. I went to Sprouts. They all have meat for now. So don't panic. Don't believe the internet. Right. Unless there's uh, sources. We shall get through this. The great chicken shortage of 2022 (laughs) is upon us. You wouldn't believe it if you saw that line at Wendy's this morning when I was running errands. Wendy's? Have you seen the the Popeyes on San Mateo? Uh Uh-uh. That's a There's bad one. Always a line there. You Sam, can, Sam Mateo Montgomery. Yes, oh, okay. you have to go to the. If you're coming, if you're going north, you have to get in the left lane because the right lane is always backed up. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, always. You probably think there's like construction at the stoplight or something. You're like, <laughs> no, it's another Popeyes. I forgot it, there was a Popeyes here. Yes. Yeah, and the Popeyes can start. Like charging double for their sandwiches, too, because of the shortage. There's a shortage. Like, oh, there's a chicken shortage. Didn't you see them pictures on the internet? That'll be $17 for these two chicken sandwiches. <laughs> and people will buy them. Yeah, of course they will. In abundance. 
More chicken talk. No, I'm kidding. More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are the best friends in the world with the YMCA, and we will tell you why MCA we are later. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Albuquerque. My favorite city in the world. I've been to a bunch. Yeah, it's my favorite. I say the same thing. A lot of people who've never been here, they question it. It's yeah. like, because you've never been here. You don't know. Oh, yeah? Have you been to San Tropez? <laughs> okay, no. no. All right, fine, no. No. All right, second best city minus San Tropez or whatever. Well, I've never been there, so. Good Lord. No. <laughs> Bunch of cities. Chill out. I love mine. So what's a sprinkle of hyperbole? We play on Team I-9 here at Two Men On, and we love our sponsors. We love our partners, like New Mexico Pinon Coffee, the best coffee in the universe, as well as the best supporters of the Albuquerque community. We're very fortunate to have them and participate with them. Check out New Mexico Pinon Coffee. <coughs> Excuse me. Clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> what a weekend for football. Oh, my goodness, man. Came in hot and did not stop. I it, thought there was no way yeah. the weekend was going to match up with last weekend. Yeah. It didn't start that way. No. I was about – I was this close. I was like, ah, let me turn this one off. I was that close. You go wash your car? Something. <laughs> Something. I was like, I'm not watching this. This is – I don't want to see my man Joe go down like this. That's that's where I was at. I was like, there's no way Swaggy Joe, yeah, Swaggy J-Bo would get done like that. The team's too good. His offense is too prolific. Mm-hmm. And he's just too focused. I was like, there's no way they're going to go down like this. Another touchdown. Another touchdown. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Are these the Chiefs of three years ago who just did whatever they wanted all the time? That's what it looked like. That the play right before the half was that's what brought me back. I was like, hold up. Only down eleven. No big deal. He can do this. Sure. When they're down eighteen, I was like, man. Yeah. They gotta have a turnover. They gotta have a block punt. They gotta have a kick return. Something huge has to happen to get them in the game. Nope. Slow drive, field goal. Mm-hmm. Slow drive, field goal. Slow drive. Touchdown. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. Interception. I'll say it before I say it again. It's Joe Burrow's world. We were just renting time in it. It's hard to root against him in this next game. Oh, big time. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But when the Chiefs came out that hot, up 18, it's like, this is the Chiefs of old. Three possessions, three touchdowns, one more possession, all the way to the five-yard line, could have put, put, put the game out of reach. Yeah. That probably would have done him in. Who knows? Joe Burrow could have done anything. You know, it, it would have been – things would have been different, so it would have been different. Right. If things are different, they're different, right? Even even a field goal there just makes things a little – Sure. A little different. Sure. But you gave him a chance, and boy, did the Bengals D step up. Oh, man. There is, there's no real excuses. <clears throat> it's a team game. You got 53 men on your roster. You have 22 men on the field. But there's no one player that's going to win you or lose you the game unless you're the quarterback of an NFL football team. 
And while the Cincinnati Bengals defense did step up a big time, you kind of got a feel that this is Patrick Mahomes choking, right? He had every chance over and over and over again. Just needed six points. If he would have just put up six points any time in the second half, that would have done it. Yeah. I think it was disrespectful how they were playing. I didn't think they respected the Bengals at all. They they knew they were going to win. Let's see how we want to win this. Then it got a little close. All right. All right, we let them back in it. Let's still take our little time and we'll we'll win. That last drive before ha- uh not halftime, before the overtime, that was horrible. Mahomes was trying to do everything he could to give that game away. He almost did a couple times. Yes. It is bad play calling. They were way too conservative. They weren't taking enough shots. And, hey, your boy called it. They were both going to try to establish the run. Yep. Minus a couple big plays in the first half with Kansas City. They both tried to run the ball. They both did over and over short completions, slant screens, et cetera, et cetera, over and over again. They both ate the clock. It, yeah. it hit the under. Mm-hmm. Just like the Oracle, a.k.a. Nostra Dumbass, told you it was going to. <laughs> I was getting so frustrated at Cincinnati, though. It's like, why are y'all giving mixing the ball like this? Yeah. You're getting ran. Do something. Nope. Nah, we'll just first down. Every first down, they run the ball. And, it, it, and you knew it was coming. Yes. And they didn't try to bounce it to the side. They didn't do any misdirection. Mm-mm. Just pounded it right up the middle. They were happy with their two yards. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on. It was very frustrating watching the Bengals call that play over and over again. Yes. Knowing it wasn't going to work. Yes. And whenever they ran it over the tackles, there was five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was part of the overarching game plan for them to just smash it up the middle over and over and over again. You can't be mad at the results. No, not at all. Looks like a genius. And that, that Bengals defense in the second half. You know, Mahomes did make a lot of bad decisions. They got a little they got a little wasteful on their offensive play calling. They knew that they needed to eat the clock. They knew that they needed to move the ball, and they still couldn't do it. That push that the offensive line had, given Mahomes time for all of his reads in the first half, just didn't exist in the second half. Well, Mahomes has to understand the whole, hey, let's just – live to play another down. He was out there like he was a Madden, like somebody on Madden was controlling him, running. Like, yeah, it looks great when you score a touchdown, but you can't do that every single play. Sure. And it was like Cincinnati says, you know what? We're going to put a spy on you. We're going to have three down linemen and put everybody else in coverage. Now let's see what you're going to do. He was forcing it. Yeah, and you, you can only expect a scramble like that to work well one out of four pass plays maybe one out of five pass plays yeah you can't do it every time and expect results because you're going to get slammed you're going to get slammed to the turf you're going to fumble just like he did at the end of the game luckily they were able to pounce on it yeah kick that tying field goal but I, I have questions all up and down the board it seems like after those first three touchdowns and like you said yeah after the first three touchdowns when they're up 18 points, Kansas City had a 95% win percentage. Yes. Yes. Because Joe Burrow is only the second 
quarterback of all time to lead a bigger than 17-point deficit. Ooh. Only two people of all time. You got to see one of them Sunday. Twice it's happened in the history of the championship weekend. That's crazy because, like you were saying, I found that, that stat. They had a 95% chance of winning the game after they went up 18, which was a better percentage of winning than the Bills had when they scored a touchdown <laughs> with 13 seconds to go. That Come on, man. Just I think, like, okay, if you take all of the shiny stuff and the wow factor from Kansas City, more often than not, this is how they play in big games. A lot of people don't remember, you know, the, the bigger games when, when stuff like this happens. They don't when it, did they how many times did they run the ball? Too many. I'm like, what Tariq Hill, he just no showed the whole second half. I don't know what happened to him. Well, they they were leaving McCole Hardman open. He mm-hmm. was open all game. Yeah. If if he if Patrick Mahomes would have switched his reads yeah. in reverse. You went Hardman, Kelsey Hill instead of Hill, Kelsey Hardman. Yeah. He would have seen Hardman was open and over and over and over again all game. And he got hit for a couple big ones. And, it, you know, there were big costly drops yeah. on both teams. Yeah. A game could have been wildly different if they'd have used their hands a little more. But I think Kansas City – you know, like you said earlier, I mean, they got cocky. They got too confident yeah. when they had that lead. They changed their game plan. <clears throat> Is this more of an Andy Reid thing? People forget Andy Reid, he gets to the big championship game and he loses more often than not. Yeah, uh, he has a rich history of doing it with the Eagles, has a rich yeah. history of doing it now with the Chiefs. With favorites. And yeah. I think you could put a lot of the L mm-hmm. on Andy Reid because of their play calling. Oh, in the yeah. third quarter. Yeah. But the last two possessions, that's all Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's what you get with Patrick Mahomes, though. Like, even in college, he was either the man of the world or he was just horrible. So a lot of that leaked back into this game when everybody saw it. The world to see him play that way. But kudos for those locker room adjustments that the Bengals made. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, a, a thing that happens in the playoffs every year that people don't notice – is the further you get into the playoffs, the more that the air quotes referees let them play. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see a lot more touching, a lot more hands-on, a lot more hand-checking deeper downfield than you would in a regular season game because they make the laundry fly. Yeah. And they don't want to stop the speed of the game. And also, if you get this far on your defense, then you should let your defense play. Right. And that was the case in both these games. You saw a lot of hand-checking. You saw a lot of one-handed attempted catches mm-hmm. because they were holding that other hand. Yeah. And they were either doing it sneakily or the ref didn't see it or the ref didn't think it was bad enough. Mm-hmm. More football talk when we get back. Big shout-out to O'Neal's. We spend every happy hour at O'Neal's and every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. To Jenkins, he goes to get it back. House crosses over, pulls up for three. Got it. Jalen House with 18 points, 13 assists, 7 rebounds. Lobos up 86-68. You heard it there. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Calling a big bounce back win for the Lobos. Feels good to get a dub in the win column. Feels good to write that W on the chalkboard. Joining us to talk about that win 
is the voice of the Lobos, friend of the show, friend in real life, a voice like hot melted butter. <laughs> Rob Portnoy, what's happening, my guy? Van the man. <laughs> How are you, brother? Doing good, doing good. Uh, it's a Fredless Monday. He's on assignment in beautiful and historic St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, with us is Robert Buck D. Gibson that you know. Great to be with you guys. Uh, how are things going in the Borgate today? Well, apparently there's a meat shortage. <laughs> but beyond beyond a meat shortage or a chicken shortage, I think everything's fine. A beautiful day. I'm going to leave the meat shortage alone. You guys can figure out the, the, the jokes that will pass muster with the SEC on that one. So there's, a, <laughs> there's not always a lot of must wins. But when you're battling for the bottom of your own conference, you gotta win this one, right? Is that the was that the vibe versus San Jose State? I think it was the unspoken vibe. I really do. I mean, publicly, all the right things were being said. You know, San Jose State is a great opponent. San Jose State is as desperate as we are. San Jose State needs to win as badly as we do. They played UNLV tough. Um, we can't you know, take them lightly, all those things, right? And, and, and the other stuff, too, like the, the big picture commentary of no one game is that important at this time in the middle of a rebuild. Um, we're taking the long view. Uh, everybody is understanding that it's a process, all those things, right? But it, it would have been different if the Lobos had lost that one. I think everybody understood that, even though it was unsaid. Um, you lose seven games to start league many of them against the upper crust of the league. I mean, the Lobos League has five teams in the top 50 in the net right now. Five. That's, That's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, so, it, and you look at who uh, the Lobos have played so far this season, you go, wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I kind of get it. They could have won several, but they didn't win any. But there wasn't a game in there where you go, man, that one. Wow, they should have won that one. The Lobos had lost this one, that's what you would have heard. You would have heard it all day until the next game, you know, which is tonight. That didn't happen. The Lobos, you know, scored the first nine. They controlled it from the outset. They were never really threatened, though. They didn't totally blow them out and, you know, empty the bench and all that stuff. Um, but it was a great, comfortable win that was desperately needed. So how do the Lobos keep that momentum going tonight against San Diego State? Even though, you know, I'm looking here, they're 8-1 at home. They're traditionally a great team at home. Couple that with the Lobos' record of on the road being 1-5. How can they keep that momentum that was came about with against San Jose State? Oh, it's tough, Robert. Um, yeah, you talked about them being good at home. How about this? Since January 1, 2019, okay? So that's three years. They're 44-5. and five. That's a almost 90% win rate at home. Um, obviously the best in Mountain West, that's 12th in the entire country among D1 teams. So more than 350 of them. So it's tough to win in Viejas. Uh, nobody gets that better than the Lobos. Um, but you know what? The Lobos have had some success there. Um, and the last time the Lobos were in San Diego, the Aztecs were ranked fourth in the country after the win, San Diego State was 25-0 and and 14 in league. They were the fourth-ranked team in the nation. This is a really good basketball team, but 
Utah State put a blueprint out there of what you can do to, to beat San Diego State, uh, and they beat them pretty handily. Now, the Lobos aren't as big as Utah State, don't rebound as well as Utah State, but New Mexico can score the ball, and San Diego State hangs its hat on defense, but they're not a great offensive team. This is going to be an, a, an amazing and interesting uh, contrast in style tonight, guys, because these two teams could not be more polar opposite. Rob, I think if you shoot 45% from three points and you out-rebound the other team by 15, you can beat a lot of teams. Is that what they have to do tonight? You know, to do those kinds of things against San Jose State is one thing. To do it against San Diego State is a completely different beast, Van. Um, If the Lobos shot 45% from three tonight, that would be phenomenal. Um, And – they're not going to out-rebound San Diego State by 15. If they can hold their own on the glass, somehow play that piece of it to a standstill, that would be incredible. Uh, this is a team, sometimes San Diego State's best offense is uh, the ball bouncing off the rim. I mean, seriously, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of like the dump-and-chase hockey team that puts it you know, down um, behind the net and then just goes and crushes you and gets it and then stuffs it in. I mean, they really are... Um, to some degree, in some ways, uh, offensively challenged, but it doesn't matter because they're all so big and so long and so athletic and so physical that they can chase it down and go get it and, and you know, put it in. And I, it's easy to, to boil something down to one thing. It really is. But if New Mexico cannot finish defensive possessions with the defensive rebound tonight, they're not going to win. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away from sports just a little bit, Rob. I'm looking here on your Twitter. We were talking about a meat shortage. It doesn't look like you have to worry about that out there in San Diego because it looks like you went to In-N-Out and you tore it down. <laughs> can, you, can, you tell me, can you tell me what you ordered? I, I, this will let me know a lot about Rob Portnoy. So, gosh, I, I, would, <laughs> I would love to be able to say that I can just pound a double, no problem, but I, I'm a single guy. It's oh. a single combo. It's the number two. It's the number two, and – um, I, I, but you know what? I am am proud to say that when you get down here to SoCal and you're within walking distance, 15 minutes or less of an in and out, you're going. That's that's <laughs> the way. I, I, that's how I roll, and it, it's awesome. There's no doubt. Um, and that's not to say that it's the be all end all. And there are other great burger places, but in and out is one of my faves, no doubt. So we got three minutes out of Saquon Singleton, eight minutes. Out of Barima Sec. So what that basically means, six players played the whole game against San Jose State. Are we looking like a similar lineup tonight? Or they got some more bodies back? Or is everyone expected to play more equal minutes? Well, a lot of the lineup choices are matchup-driven, Van. So there's that. Um, and I, I do think that because the, the Lobos saw some zone, uh, quite a bit of zone against San Jose State, they had their best shooters out there, and Saquon is not that. Uh, and, and I did find it interesting that there was such an early appearance uh, of Barima Sec off the bench. But to answer your question in a word, yes. I mean, I think the Lobos uh, are trimming their rotation. They're finding their best guys, and they're riding them. Uh, one thing that I think is, this is interesting, and look, these guys are young. Um, they bounce back. 
But, uh, you know, you guys saw today that the Lobos added a game. The schedule was updated with the, you know, Colorado State game that was postponed from back on December 28th is now going to happen in the pit. It's going to be February 17th. And a couple other games were shuffled around as well, just moving a day uh, on the schedule, road games, just to space the games out a little bit more. Because as the, the Mountain West Conference is trying to make up for post, postponed games due to COVID issues early in the season, mm-hmm. it's compressing the schedule here in the second half. And it's crazy to say that, but the Lobos are already at the midpoint of their conference slate. The team they're playing tonight, San Diego State's only played five games in league, but the Lobos are going to be playing their ninth tonight. So as a result of that, I think this is a, 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 just a, a stat to pay attention to. Jamal Mashburn Jr. is playing nearly 37 minutes yeah. per game in conference. And he's not a big guy. He is intense. He leaves everything out there. Just something to, to monitor. Like, and I, it's something that I think eventually I'm going to ask Coach Patino. I, I've talked about how much that his starters, in particular his backcourt, his young and small backcourt plays, and can they sustain that over an entire you know 30-plus game schedule. Mm. Um, but this would be a good indicator here, the back half of the conference slate and, and how many minutes those guys get. So moving on to NFL, Let's talk about the championship weekend real quick, what you saw out of the two victors, and give us your way-too-early prediction on the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Where do I start on Kansas City? <laughs> I, I just – I'm incredulous that they could blow that game. Uh, uh, as bad a half in as big a game as I've seen Patrick Mahomes play since they became a prominent player late yeah. in the postseason – uh, I, I don't, I don't even really know how that happens. Still, the the number of things that had to go wrong for them, for for Cincinnati to come back and and have a chance to win that game at the end, much less win it, just staggering. Uh, congratulations to the Bengals, but uh, the the way that the things played out and, and the teams that were in the conference championship games, I, I really hoped that it would be Rams Chiefs because I thought that would be the best matchup. But Cincinnati continues to surprise me, so maybe they can do the same. Um, against that Rams pass rush and, and put up points, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I, I guess that, that brings me to my, uh, you know, way too early prediction, but, but I like L.A. So, okay, you're taking L.A., but I, I, my, to me the star of the playoffs, hands down, is Joe Burrow. How do you think Joe plays in his first Super Bowl at such a young age? He hasn't been phased by one single thing in his entire nope. career. Hell, yeah. he's already come back from, uh, you know, an ACL and, and not even missed a beat. Um, he'll be fine. Uh, I think, it, to me, the MVP of the playoffs is Aaron Donald. That guy is an absolute oh, yeah. monster. He's a and man. Um, if, if they can't control him, Joe's going to be running for his life. You heard it there. Early prediction. Rob Portnoy has got the Rams being victorious in their home. Hey, and we'll be there all week on Radio Row previewing the Super Bowl. And we'll be in L.A. for the Super Bowl. So uh, you going to come out there and join us, Rob? Oh, that doesn't suck. How <laughs> lucky are you guys? That is just awesome. No, yeah, I'll say one other quick thing. This would be such validation for Matt Stafford. I, I cannot think of a better storyline sure. for me than to see that guy get his chance with a quality roster 
and win a Super Bowl in his first try. Total validation, uh, validation for Matthew Stafford. That'd be awesome. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, gonna be doing the San Diego State game today in San Diego, eight o'clock Mountain tip off, seven o'clock Pacific tip off. Anything to say before we let you go, my dude? Go Lobos, man. Great being with you guys. Keep up the good work. Always a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. How about some more Joe Burrow talk when we get back? It's never enough Joe Burrow talk. Never. More Two Men On, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. If you would have told me coming into the league, you know, when I got drafted that we'd be here this year, you know, I'd... Obviously, it would be a shock, but, you know, like I said earlier, now it's not, I'm not surprised, you know, playing this whole year, I knew that we would have a chance to be here. You know, it's a very exciting moment. Well, we were going to talk Joe Burrow all segment, but I guess we'll open up the phone lines, 505-246-0610, touch base with us on the Sports Animal Hotline and give us your hot takes. And now we get some hot takes from Howard. Thoughts on the weekend, my dude? What's happening? Well, my first hot take is, like I said on the text line, thank God there's no meat shortage at my house. <laughs> I always stock up when there's sales. I always make sure I go and stock up when there's sales. So. Well, your meat has to be kosher, so it's even harder for you. It's always harder for me. But, uh, <laughs> hey you know, that's, that's a story for another day. Oh, man. I want to be careful. Uh, Thank Vital you. Vital might hit the dump button. <laughs> oh, he's got, I know he's what, training. He might train him how to hit the dump button. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be a good lesson. Howard calls, get your it, finger on the button. There you go. <laughs> you know what? You got to love. Oh, by the way, I miss spread. Two days is a lot, yeah. isn't it? It's, I it's know. That's too much spread to miss, you know? One, you're you okay. You're one, you guys, a, one a week is just right, but two in a row is just yeah. too much for you. But I'm going to ask you and Robert and answer honestly, okay? Okay. You've seen the lovely lady that he's been sharing company with lately. Mm -hmm. Doesn't the generosity of women never cease to amaze you? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen the cane? Oh, she's blind, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just heard him on the radio one day and said, that yeah. guy sounds charming, and then cold called him. The guy has a nice voice. I think maybe I <laughs> might date him. Yeah, 505-246-0610. <laughs> Hit us on the Sports Animal Love Line. She couldn't back out <laughs> after she managed. Like, hey, ah, I can't back out. You now. know, you got to love Joe Burrow. Is that kid cool or what? Oh, swagger to the max. Love that 21 guy. to 3 at halftime, and I was pretty disappointed because I really wanted to see But he just went out there. The moment wasn't too big for him. Nope. And he took care of business, guys. That was just awesome. Man, he is cool as the other side of the pillow. Hey, fun fact for you, Howard. No one in the history of football has been – the Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner, first round, uh, first pick, first round, first pick, and Super Bowl champion. He has a chance to be the first ever to do that in the history of football. That's pretty damn good, if you ask me. Crazy, so, right? Yeah. You know, and I love the Rams game. I'm hoping Matt Stafford will have the opportunity to exercise some demons. This is a tough Super Bowl. If you're like the, you know, the Green Bay Packer or the Dallas Cowboy fan on the outside looking in, this is a tough one. Who to? pick to root for because you know I, I love both teams and i love the cinderella story but i love the matt stafford redemption story as well so i mean let's see what happens here guys yeah howard screw la this is detroit super bowl you got <laughs> matthew, 
Matthew Stafford. Is Matt winning this one for Detroit? Oh, no. Matthew Stafford's going to be the quarterback, and then Eminem is performing at halftime. (laughs) This is the closest Detroit's ever going to get to a Super Bowl. Wow. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. Hey, uh, by the way, the hair's growing out nicely there, man. Oh, thank you, man. You like the... It's like a full mullet now. It's not like a... Yeah, you're looking like the genuine Joe Dirt now, man. You really are. So, you know what? (laughs) I love the show, guys. Just because I don't call all the time does not mean I am not faithfully listening. Have a great day, guys. Hey, appreciate you, Howard. High quality right there. Always a quality call from Howard. Joe Burrow, be that dude. Yes, hands down. Down 18 points, nothing. Did you see his body language change? No. Did, he, did he look scared? You know what was tripping me out about him? He wasn't even standing up. Mm-mm. He was sitting on the bench just regular old day. Yeah, Ain't Let nothing. me know when it's time for me to get back out there. No. Hey, Eli, rest of the defense. Give me this ball back. We're going to win. Yeah. And that kicker. Oh, he's just as cool, too. You think Joe Burrow's got swag? <laughs> the last two games, he called his shot. He's like, I can't believe we're going to the <laughs> AFC Championship. Then he kicked. And he said, you see that? Hey, yeah. now we're going to the Super Bowl, coach. Yeah. That is so cool. All the other kickers are out there just sweating butt. Oh. Just rubbing rubbing their tell. palms on their pants. Yeah, you can Trying tell. not to act nervous. And this kid's out there. He's like texting people on yeah. the field. He's doing the gritty before he kicks. <laughs> <laughs> he is so swagged out. He's like. He just like pulls out the New York Times crossword puzzle out of his back and yeah. he's doing the crossword puzzle right before he kicks. He's playing Pokemon Go on the sideline. That's a cool dude. One hour in the books. When we come back, we're talking Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady retired? The GOAT. Tom Brady coming back. Tom Brady trolling us. Is Tom Brady doing this just to poop all over Big Ben? <laughs> We'll tell you when we get back. Two Men On is powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and you can catch us every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Some more RTJ. Yeah. Mikey knows what I like. Digging in the crates. Sea Legs. Sea Legs by Run the Jewels. This one gets me pumped. Any LP beat gets me pumped. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what else gets me pumped? Knowing every Sunday that the GOAT, Tom Brady, is going to be out there playing. And he sets the standard for all other quarterbacks. Reports are the GOAT, Tom Brady, has retired. Mm. But has he? Only Brady would do it this way. Am I? Do you think so? I might come back. I don't know. What are you talking about? This is Favre's playbook. <laughs> nah, this is way better than Favre. Brett Favre did this every year for five years. This is way better than Favre. Because he's way better than Favre. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's better, because yes. he's better. Yes, exactly. The GOAT. Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady. Allegedly, someone from his inner circle, reputable source, comes out and says he's going to retire. Tom Brady comes out and says no decision has been made. Bruce Arians comes out and says no decision has been made. Tampa Bay Buccaneers come out and say no decision has been made. 
Tom Brady Sr. has come out and yeah, said no official decisions he, have been he, made. Pop shut it down. And you know what? I don't think anyone thought to ask Tom Brady. Did anybody give this guy a call? Because I haven't well, seen anything that nothing. says, I'm retiring, nothing. dash Tom Brady. Well, you know where all this came from, his, his company. Right. TB12. Well, it came from someone have, else first. Yeah. And then, then, the, and then the company. Then the, then the company does the tweet. And, and I'm with you. I want to know who's the person who pressed send on the tweet. Sure. Like, who, who called them? It was like, who told you to do that? You know he doxed everybody. Oh, he yes. Put, he put all of his people on blast. Yes. That's like, for the history of football, Yeah, this is way too important of an announcement yeah. just to leave up to some dude. Yeah, some guy on his phone pressing send. Some guy's taping an ankle <laughs> in the room next door, and Tom Brady's like, Oh, you know what? I think I think I'm gonna hang it up. You know, I just yeah. Giselle gets hurt every time I get tackled, and I want to spend more time with my kids, and I want to spend more time having avocado milkshakes and wearing Uggs, and I just I just need more time. You know, I just I'm just not sure I could do it anymore. Tom Brady's retiring. He's out. Is he? I don't think he is. I don't think so. Because every time Tom Brady officially said anything about this topic, he said, "I'm playing until I suck." Exact. There you go. I'm playing until it's not fun anymore. Yes. I can't keep up with everybody. I think he's got three or four or five or ten good years left, depending on how his body breaks down. Because he was still, depending on what statistical metric you look at, the second or third best quarterback in the league right. at 44. Why do you walk away from that? With the way the quarterback's protected in the NFL now, mm-hmm. you know you're going to be fine. And as competitive as Brady is, the way they lost that game to the Rams, there's no way he's going to be like, all right, that's the last one. He doesn't want to end like that. You know, you're right. But, like, now that Gronk says he's done or most likely done, Tom's like, oh, man, no Gronk? How am I going to pull this off with no Gronk? Uh, that's, that's drunk Gronk. <laughs> yeah, let him sober that's, up. Yeah, party Gronk. Yeah, let him sober up once Give they it, get back in the camp. Let him go out on his boat for <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks. He does this every year. Let him get some ladies of the night on yeah. the boat. Yeah, like you know what, Tom? I'm sorry, Tom. That's not how he talks. That's totally not how he talks. <laughs> but that's how I imagine him talking. <laughs> it's like the impre- same impression I do of like a like a puppy, like a yeah. really a smart puppy. A smart puppy? Hey, 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 Tom. That's not a smart puppy. <laughs> that's a puppy with, like, allergy issues. Well, I got two dumb dogs, so that's dumb. all I could base yeah. it off of. Yeah. The bar is low for dogs at my house. <laughs> I don't think he's done. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's got a couple years left in him. I think he's going to be very upset at somebody in his team, him even having doubts. That's going to be his driving force for this next season. Yeah. Because he always picks something. I can't do it without Belichick. Now it's like, oh, you think I'm done because of a tweet? (laughs) That's what it's going to be. Or, now hear me out. This might be it. This might not be it. But he secretly hates Big Ben. He's just never made it public that he has beef with Big Ben. He always kept it in his inner circle. And this time, nobody ratted him out. But he has always hated Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big, Big Ben officially retired. 
all over the news, great career, first ballot Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion. And then the next day, Tom Brady retires. Just two big middle fingers yeah. up in the air yeah. to Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's, <laughs> he's like, oh, really? You want some applause? You want some praise? Tom Brady retiring. I forgot Big Ben. Out ben. of the news cycle. Yeah, I forgot he retired that quick. Between the games and Tom Brady, I was like, oh, he did retire. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. When you reach out and super producer Mike Vital says it's okay, we let you on the show. Tommy, what's up, Tommy? Hey, what's up, guys? Tommy, the truth back at you. What an exciting weekend of football it was. Even though my bet I was happy to see uh, Cincinnati, a team that's never won a Super Bowl, going up there against uh, – Mr. Detroit, Mr. Ex-Detroit line quarterback trying to prove that he, he can get out of the cesspool of Detroit and win a ring, and he did it in one year. He's there. Let's see if he can get the job done. Um, do you guys have any early favorites that you're picking? I, I haven't picked it yet. It's going to be tough because my heart is with both these guys, Stafford getting out of Detroit, and then also with Cincinnati because they haven't won a ring. So I, don't, sure. I haven't made my pick yet. Um, my early pick is L.A. at home. They are at home. Yeah. yeah. Not well, with me, Tommy. I I said this last week. I said if Cincinnati won, I was never going against them again. <laughs> I'm going with the Bengals. Somehow, some way. We're a house divided already. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I would say one thing too, and I I think you guys would agree with me on this. The young quarterbacks that we're having come out of the AFC, including your guy also with the Chargers, these young studs that are coming out are much more interesting to watch than the ones in the NFC. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, the AFC is loaded. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a gauntlet for years to come in yeah. the AFC to get through all these quarterbacks. You know, NFC, we got Fields. I, I think he's okay. Then we got the kid from Philly, and he can't beat anybody with a winning record. So I don't think there's even a comparison. No, I don't. It's, and it's not even close. I no. mean, just look real quick. Run them off. AFC, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And you already got stalwarts there. I mean, what about Aaron Rodgers? The rumors to him going to Denver or right. Pittsburgh or L.A. Does he want to play his last three years in the league against all these young super studs? Didn't even mention a hurt Lamar Jackson. You haven't even talked about the potential of Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's crazy how loaded the AFC is. I think uh, right. Mahomes Allen is going to be the new Manning Brady. Yeah, and it was crazy, you know, with Kansas City up 21-10 at halftime, I thought maybe they thought they could just keep going up and down the field. And Mahomes made some plays. It's like you always think he's going to be this the magic man. And sometimes you just got to take what the defense gives you or just throw the ball away yeah. and just give points. And sometimes I think he can just do anything. And, and analytics shows that it does happen sometimes. And sometimes you just got to, you know, throw the ball away, throw it up in the stands and take the field goal. Um, I had a question to ask. Uh, Robert, I know he watches wrestling like I do. I know we saw uh, the Royal Rumble. I thought the females Royal Rumble, they brought some ladies back that looked like they could still still be in the ring. I thought the woman's Royal Rumble was better than the men's. Would you agree with that, Robert? Agreed, because the men didn't bring anybody back from the old school. That, that made me so angry. And, and it's like, why did they not bring someone back from the old school? Surely there was somebody out there. I did enjoy the Seth Rollins. Yeah. Match against Roman Reigns, the Shield thing was was just pure genius. But could you imagine if they would just broke down that forbidden door a little bit more, Robert, 
and brought Moxley back from AEW yeah, coming you know down, what? that would have brought that whole house down if he would have came down with Seth Rollins. I thought they were because I thought they were going to go to Rollins and then change the camera angle and Moxley comes oh out in all God. black. It would have been that whole place would have that whole building would have shook, dude. It would have been amazing. But you know they're breaking it down slowly with the women in the Royal Rumble. Maybe you know things will break down more because I, I want to see crossovers. It's time to do that, and it will bring more interest to WWE if they do it more. I'm all for it, and there's nothing wrong with the women being better than the men. Uh, Tommy, we're up against it as quick as possible. Is Tom Brady really retiring? I want to wait till I hear from his when he does Boom. the press conference and he says he's retiring. Then I'll believe it. I won't believe it until then. And then he'll bring Gronk back with him. I believe yep. Gronk is retired after Brady retires. Says it officially in the press conference. We have talked about Tom Brady for eleven minutes straight, and we have yet to mention how beautiful and rich his wife is. And of course, he's acting like he wants to stay home. Yeah, duh, he wants to stay home. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Tommy, the truth. Yes, sir. Uh, Dan, we'll get to you after the break. You're listening to O'Neill's Presents. Two men on a 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I was like, damn, they make a series on it or what? I was, like, I was about to break my heart if there's a kid's series. <laughs> like, that's not a remake. No, no. That's not a remake. That's one and done. We're talking movies during the break. We're talking TV series during the break. But now we're going to open up the phone lines again, 505-246-0610. Connect with us. I love the callers. Sports Animal Hotline. I love them. Thanks for waiting through the commercial break. Dan, what's on your mind, big buddy? What's up, brothers? Can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. Ready? Go. Okay, I'm going, man. The Rams, they lucked out, man. I can't Ooh. stand those guys, bro. <laughs> I, you, you know, I... Anybody with the Rams, you know, I'm an NFC West guy except for the Rams, okay? And Stafford, uh, Stafford, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, <laughs> oh, give me a break. They lucked out. You know, they used Donald and they used Odell Beckham like some pretty good decoys, I thought, yesterday. You know, you guys can mull that over a little bit, but I think they kind of used them as decoys. That's the only thing I thought that they were doing right, but... They lucked out. Do we really want the Rams to win? No, we do not <laughs> want the Rams to win. We want Burroughs to go on there and smack those guys around, man. I just can't stand the Rams, guys. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to hold back from saying a lot of terrible things about them. And, uh, Please some don't. of my friends are going to be like, gee, Dan, why are you being so hard on the Rams? I can't stand them. <laughs> I hope they fart and fall. Where does the hatred for the Rams Joe come Burrows, from? Joe Burrows all the way, man. Bengals all the way. I'm just venting here, guys. Dan, where does the hatred for the Rams come from? Is it because they have a roster full of stars, or is this something just deep-rooted? <laughs> it's it's kind of deep-rooted, and they're, they're – even in, from St. Louis, I didn't like the Rams. You know what I mean? I just—I've never <laughs> yeah. liked the Rams. What can I say? You yeah. know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, we're in the same division, in the same conference, and I've got to put up with them every year. And I just can't stand them. And I'm just putting it all out there. And uh, I hope they fart and fall. Well, I mean, Tart did have that chance for the interception that would have sealed the game. But Jalen Ram Jalen Ramsey also had a chance for a pick six, Same and he thing. botched that one. Yep. So it could have went both ways. I mean, that's that's why you play all four quarters, because stuff like that happens all the time. Uh, now I'm not saying 
that they don't have a Super Bowl-worthy team. I'm just saying that I can't stand them. <laughs> I don't want them to win. <laughs> okay. just me, you know what I mean? I can I just respect that. Get out there. It's, it's made me feel so much better now that I've gotten it out into the airwaves, and uh, I, feel, I feel resoundingly great this evening now that I've said it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I could be your therapist. I am way cheaper Thank by the so hour. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, that's why I love the show. I try to keep it to a minimum, and... I, I usually call and talk to Mike Vitale a little bit because he's my homie and I don't even get on the air, but I just really wanted to, to say that. That way tomorrow morning I can get hammered by a few of my friends. You know what I mean? Right. I get some action on the phone. Uh, sure, there you go. Whatever, whatever we can help you, <laughs> help you start a fire. <laughs> yeah, right. man, it's just going to be an inferno, guys. Hey, thanks for the thanks call, Dan. Thanks a lot Dan. for taking my call, guys. I love you guys. Hey, oh. appreciate you. Love you too. Till next time. Yeah, man. So I don't have the same – he feels about the Rams the way I feel about Matthew Lillard's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, my gosh. I don't, I don't even hate – I'm a Packers fan. I don't even hate the Bears that much. I don't even hate the Vikings that much. Um, Dan really hates him some Rams. I don't – do I hate? No, I don't. You don't even like – No, it's, it's to the – like, for me, I laugh at things. Sure, sure. So sure. it's not – that type of hate. Right. I've been to games and I'm like, okay, I don't like the Raider fan base or I don't like, I've been to Cowboy games and that fan base, but the hate, no, no. Not if you're like a real that. Packers fan, Van, you hate the Bears I, and the Vikings. Sports hate, that's not a real hate. You know what? Mike wasn't even going to talk this show, and he nope. had to get in on that one. Yeah, he, Mike, he came had here, Mike came in here last commercial break. He's like, I'm not going to participate much, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna train Phil back here. Yep. And here he comes. I hate the yeah, Bears. Put that hate out. Burr. Cheese fart. O- oldest and best rivalry <laughs> is the Bears and Packers. It's true. Yep. Yankees, Red Sox, Bears, Packers. There's not a lot better than that. And I like I like football better when the Bears do well. So if the Bears suck, and I'm like ha ha ha, Bears suck this year. I'm a Packers fan. It's better for football when the Bears are good. It's better for football when the Cowboys are good. It's better for football when the Raiders are good. It gives yeah. you more to talk about. It's right. more exciting. It includes more people. For sure. Bigger fan bases, big time. Yeah, you had a lot of heritage teams in the playoffs this year that have been there forever. And it's, it's good to see those, those old franchises doing well because it's, it's, it makes the season more interesting. But the Rams aren't one of those to Dan, apparently. And I, I do have a little bit of beef with the Rams, but good for them that they went all in because they don't have a first round draft pick this year or the next two years because they went all the way in like that. That's how you're supposed but to do it. I you got a shot. Go for it. Yeah. You got a window. Go all the way in. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., Sony Michelle, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Every time they had a chance, they went out and got the guy to improve their roster. And here they are in the Super Bowl year one with this roster coming together. The one thing that my team never does they did it and keep doing it, and they're in the Super Bowl. So do you think teams with windows are going to take a lesson from the Rams and go all in? Because it seems like a lot of good teams just value that draft capital way too high. Yeah, they do. They, this is, this is going to be something that I hope a lot of teams start doing. Like, hey, we have this core group, but if we have these other guys come over here, yeah, let's go all the way in. Forget potential and maybes and who will be available. Just go get it right now. And you don't even need 
I mean, it helps, but you don't even need a genius general manager anymore. You could just go on pro football focus and look at every statistical metric that's ever been invented and be like, you know what? We need to upgrade cornerback. Look, he's got these same grades two years in a row. Yeah. Let's go get Jalen Ramsey. Oh, get it. Oh, look, Jared Goff can't can't hit a deep ball. Mm-hmm. He can't read defenses good. I mean, he's a good quarterback, not good enough to get us there. Go get Matthew Stafford. He's got to go. But you know what? This Cam Akers kid, he's good. He can run the ball, but he can't carry it 30 times a game. Go get Sonny Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, hey, the Broncos are going to reload. They can't re-sign Von Miller. You know what? We need an edge rusher. Whatever it takes, go get Von Miller. I love it, man. I love it. And they're going the way of the NBA, right? Yes, and this is something. I'm trying to think. Has has there been an NFL team to do this? Um, the Bucks, well, the Bucks kind of. Well, you, they, they kind of did. They I, already had a legit defense. They already had a legit wide receiver group in place. That's true. But this Rams just not, went and got out everyone they could. The only team I can remember doing this, but he did it with, like, old players. Remember the Redskins when Snyder went and got all of the 35 and up guys? Just overpaid for everybody. Yeah, everyone. Just, come on, we got your geriatric there, pills. There really hasn't been a team that's done that. That's why it's kind of unique. You think about yeah. all-in, you hear teams talk about NFL teams that they're all-in. But what they did this past season, which you guys are saying, grabbing free agents and not having a draft pick for another two, three years, that to me is a new norm I bet it's going to happen. Well, I mean, people are going to learn. They're going to see the Buccaneers one yeah. year, got Tom Brady, got Rob Gonkowski, got a couple other extra pieces, boom, Super Bowl. Yep. They're going to look at the Rams, went and got Matthew Stafford, went and got a couple extra pieces, bam, Super Bowl. Yep. So why, why isn't anybody else going to do that? Right. You know – the Denver Broncos are sitting back here drooling over these last two Super Bowls. They're like, oh, wait, all we need is an Aaron Rodgers and a Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and somebody to replace Von Miller. Sign us up. Let's go. Let's go all the way in. Welcome to the Super Bowl next year, Denver Broncos. Congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. You got your second Super Bowl victory somewhere <laughs> else, you loser. <laughs> wait a minute. So you did all of this about – Stafford, oh, yeah, you know, the Detroit people. You wouldn't do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers if he came to Denver and won a Super Bowl? 100%. Denver has to go all in. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it with Bridgewater. They're not going to do it with Locke. No, no. I'm They're asking, not going to do it with Jimmy G. I'm asking you as a Packer fan. What? Would you not be happy for Aaron Rodgers? I would be so happy for Aaron Okay, there you go. I thought you were saying Aaron the opposite. Ro- Aaron Rodgers on the field. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, the teammate. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, the guy in the locker room. I'm rooting so hard for that guy. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, the scientist. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> the social media influencer. That guy I want to fail yeah. and fall flat on his face so hard and embarrass himself. More football talk when we get back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. And you know what we love? We love us some I9 Sports. I9sports.com, search chapter 280. Your kid is interested in sports, any activity, they can support you, support your schedule, and support your kid, and we're lucky to have them on the team. You listen to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Albuquerque. You're listening to I-9 Sports presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. If you have any questions about real estate, whether it's buying or selling, or leasing, or renting, or career change, John Lopez is your guy. Hit up John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. 
We've been bouncing around a lot this show, but we do that because we get some calls and we get some texts and, you know, we just decide to switch it up if we want. And that's fine. Versatility, man. We could do it all. I don't even come in here with a game plan. I'll be honest with you. We just fly by the seat of our pants. Just kidding. <laughs> but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to NFL recap. We're talking Rams, Niners. Matthew Stafford did it when it mattered. Niners defense came in, came in, stopped them, made them look silly, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of three and outs, a lot of Rams game plan did not look right. It looked like San Fran had literally had a copy of their playbook. Yeah. Like I thought, exactly. Are we going to see some like <clears throat> Spygate stuff come out the next couple days? Because it looks like the Niners know their plays. Wherever they went, the hole was plugged. Anytime they had a design play to a wide receiver, the guy was right on him. The Rams could do nothing until it mattered. For them to have seven points after three quarters yeah. with that team, I was like, yeah. what is going on? Yep. Like that didn't I was with you. I was like, they got their number. It's just simple as that. Because it's really hard to see one team beating another team seven times. But I was after the third quarter, I was like, Well, here we go. That's Look, what's happening. Seventeen to seven, yep. up ten points on the Rams seemed way further away than up eighteen on the Bengals. When it, it was sure did. When it was twenty one three Chiefs, I was like, you know what? Burrow to Jamar Chase, seventy five yards, mm-hmm. it's a ball game again. This could happen. The way the Niners defense was playing through three quarters, I was like, ten points seems like a hundred right yeah. now. Yeah. It must seem like a thousand points to the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford said, Hold my beer. <laughs> okay, you're gonna win six games in a row against this team? Oh, you're gonna shut us down for three quarters? Let me show you what we have to do. Long drive touchdown. Mm-hmm. Long drive field goal. Long drive field goal. Last possession. What does he get to do? Kneel the ball three times because he's going to the Super Bowl. That was a gutsy, stellar performance by Matthew Stafford and the Rams in the fourth quarter, and I loved watching it. That was a game that, if you if you look at it just as a whole, you would have the teams reversed. You would have thought the Rams would have been the team that went up, and somehow the gritty, the tough, the physical 49ers come back and win. That's the type of game that we haven't seen from the Rams. I don't. I haven't. I've always seen them as the track star team out in the front holding on or they're just blowing you out. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. mean, that's what we did see is a lot of early leads and the other team comes back mm-hmm. and then the Rams hold on to it at the end. Or it's just an absolute demolish. Yeah. Yep. But the Matthew Stafford, kudos to him. It's like, hey, he's not battle tested. You know, he's was zero and four in the playoffs. Right. He's finally got a good roster around him. He's finally got a defense. He's finally got a wide receiver core. And he did it when he mattered. So Matthew Stafford was clutch. I don't care what you say about him. I don't care how much Dan hates him. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of callers, 505-246-0610. Touch Bay with us on the Sports Animal Hotline. Mailman, what's happening, my guy? Uh Uh-oh. Can I do it? Please let me do it, man. Let me do it. All right. Hit me, mailman. Hey, Vance, 
Fred's well, not here. <laughs> Fred's not here. Uh, I hope he's listening on the airplane on his way back because that'll make us yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I know you guys are both comedic connoisseurs. Uh, well, I need to know half of you are, and the other half is hip. So I'll let you guys flip a coin and figure out who's hip and who's the comedic connoisseur. You got it? I think we got a little sprinkle of yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. One more than the other. Okay. I received a message from Fred Slim Slow okay. by text yesterday. He said to call the station, ask Vital to put him through, put me through to Robert. Okay. okay. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Step one. I said, what do you want me to tell Robert? He said, tell Robert to tell Van I ain't never coming home no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ain't coming up. So I take it you know what that's from, right? <laughs> you know what movie that's from, right? Tell Come me. On. Tell me Tell me what movie. Uh, 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 um, Harlem Night. Harlem Night. Uh, there you go. Okay. Sunshine. Yeah. Do call mom. When he called. Call my, hey, 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 darling, put mommy on the phone. He called his wife. <laughs> and tell my, hey, hey, I ain't never coming home no I more. I am done. <laughs> well, that's what Fred told me to tell Van. He ain't never coming home no more. He met Sunshine out in good old St. Louis, and he said, uh, so long, screwy. So... Well, to that, I say good riddance, my friend. Stay so gone. going to leave the show to you and Robert, but feel free, uh, mailman will pinch hit. There you from go. Mr. From Mr. Fred Slim Slope. All right, mailman. We get we get nothing but positive feedback when it's just me and Robert, so good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> so, mailman, I got to ask you. Uh, so, we see who the Super Bowl matchup is going to be. Which team do you have? I got a root for the Bengals, dogs. It's all about the Wait. AFC North. Okay, because I was going to ask you. If the Steelers you. ain't there, I got to at least root for the division. There you go. Oh, you're better than me because if had it been Kansas City, there's no way I'm I'm rooting for Kansas City. No way. Well, see, that's because you hate KC barbecue, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> I, I I eat all I eat all barbecue, <laughs> but. I, I I got a root for the division. I got a hey. I got a fly the flag for the AFC North. There we go. Even though we had uh, 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 the dog pound leave in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden become the Raiders, the Ravens, and then we had the original Ravens leave in the middle of the night and become <laughs> the Colts or something like that. It was all crazy, but. They, they 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 love us. We love them. We will hold up the banner. It'll just make it that much sweeter next year that when we beat the Super Bowl champs, the uh 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 Indianapolis I mean the uh when we beat the the uh Bengals next year, the Steelers <laughs> will beat them. It'll that's, just make it that much sweeter. Okay, that's what it is. You're trying to hide yeah. under your division. Sure. You want them to win yeah. the Super Bowl so you can say, we beat the Super we Bowl the champions. Champ. We beat the yeah. champs. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, we took exactly. a long way to get to it, but that's we what it really is. We got nothing but love for them, dog. Nothing but love. <laughs>
You heard it there. Another hey. another big Jer- Joe Burrow fan, just like me, mailman. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, fellas. Have a good day. And to and to Fred, of course, the mailman has to deliver the message. Yeah. From Fred, how perfect is that? <laughs> Don't let the doorknob hit you with the good Lord split you, Manfred. <laughs> Coming in here talking that smack on <laughs> our show. Can you believe this? And look. Why do people always want to leave the NFC North? What did they do? I was going to say, like, well. They're like the. They're like the I'm thinking about, is that the part of the country? The deadbeat dad going out for a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. Never come AFC back. North is filled with worse fathers than Liam Neeson. <laughs> Why did they make a second Taken movie? And have a third a, Taken movie? Well, and then, Just to and, show how bad of a father he is? And there's no new kids? Yeah, right? It's the same kid. Did you remarry the yeah. same kids? Because uh, your wife would have left you. And I'm you can't keep getting people kidnapped. I'm William. embarrassed to say I've watched every single one of them too. I watched the first one. I watched them all. And the second one came out. It's like this guy should be divorced yeah. and unemployed, and he should be on a list. <laughs> and the childcare services should be watching this guy. I don't care if you work for the CIA. Yeah. Quit losing your wife and kids, Liam Neeson, <laughs> aka AFC North. More football talk when we get back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Duke City, what it is. More NFL talk. Two Men On is uh, friends of the show with the YMCA. We start every morning at the YMCA. And I highly encourage you to find your why. My why is physical health. Yours might be mental health. Yours might be child care. Yours might, hey, I need to get a vacation. YMCA could help you with all that. Beautiful facilities. Both facilities are great in town. Less than a dollar a day. How about that? They're just giving it away, Can't Robert. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. You been to the why? Yes. It's pretty sweet. <clears throat> Actually, I used to work right next door to it. When my oldest daughter was younger, she did daycare there. Oh, nice. Yes. Very familiar. I feel Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay won the fourth quarter. I do not feel that the Niners lost the fourth quarter. I'm with you on that. Um, I was going back and forth. You know, I'm talking about the the interception that didn't happen. Sure. But we forget it was still nine minutes to go in the game. Still a lot of time left. Jimmy G was the quarterback on the other side. They would have went three and out or turnover. Just gave it right back. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Just gave it right back. Yeah, I don't even count that. They went and won that game. The Niners imposed their will the first three quarters. It was a very impressive performance. Right. Stafford got rid of so many balls. There were so many balls thrown to the sideline. He just didn't know what to do with it. He was lucky not to get sacked more often. But when it mattered, St. Louis Rams' offensive line gave him the time he needed. His receivers made big plays when they needed to. A couple lucky penalties. A drop ball on what amounts to a punt return. Right. Right? The way Stafford threw that ball up for grabs in the middle of two receivers with four defenders there. Hits that poor kid right in the chest. Oh, man. In the numbers. Oh. In the numbers. And it, it had, like, punt trajectory, too. Yeah. It wasn't 
a laser. He he did the hands up, hands down. Yeah, thing. he had I time do, to which, do both. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Which one do I want? Which yeah. one do you want? Went to punt catch, smack yeah. him in the middle of the jersey. Mm-hmm. That would have been a game changer, but still, no. There was a lot of time left. San Francisco's offense was anemic, except for that one big Debo Samuel play. And my prediction was correct. Both teams tried to run the ball. Both teams dinked and dunked, screens and slants and short passes to keep their rhythm up. And the Niners' offense just couldn't do enough to compete with the Rams' defense. When you say Niners' offense, I just got to say Jimmy G. Jimmy G. He, oh, man, he, there was a, another, this is another point, another important game where he had a receiver wide open. I think it was Kittle. It was a touchdown. Yeah. Just yeah. overthrew him. Just Over- bad. It was bad. He had a few of those passes, and they're, for him, they're always high. Yep. And that's dangerous because you see, you know, Tom Brady throw some bad pra- passes. They're always low. Yep. And like uninterceptable. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G's bad passes are high out of the reach of the receiver. And then you got right for the safety. All these other hands yeah. right behind you. Yeah. Stafford's the same way. Stafford played really smart, except for that one throw that should have been interception. And then that tip ball interception. Yeah. He was making the right decisions, throwing them into the dirt, throwing them to the sideline, living to fight another play. And that I think that's um, the coaching of McVay that kind of was like reeled him in for a little bit. Yeah. Because he's got a little he's got a little of that Mahomes in him too. A little Farvey. Yeah, he'll go out there and just sling it and, yeah. and we'll figure it out. Because he's used to having Calvin Johnson out there. <laughs> there we go. He yep. played with Calvin Johnson for almost a decade. Yep. You can get away with whatever you want. Megatron out there. OB, OBJ, he's like a diet Megatron. He can make those most hey, of those man. plays. Hey, man, you know what? That signing that they have for him was big. Huge. And especially with Woods. Losing out on Woods and plugging in OBJ. Yeah. Oh. Some good problems right there. I, I know for a fact Browns fans are not cheering for him to win the Super Bowl. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> they, it's the exact opposite they, Lions yeah, fan, right? They do not want him to win a damn thing. Lions fans are putting on their Matt Stafford yeah, yeah. silver and blue jersey, yeah. yelling for him like he's still on the team, ready for Eminem to rock the halftime show, Yeah, ready for Kid Rock to storm the halftime show with a bunch of Kid Rock fans, take over January 6th style, turn into an Eminem to a Kid Rock concert. <laughs> That's old school right there. So kudos to Matthew Stafford. Good guy. Deserves it. Anybody who gets stuck in Detroit and that anemic team for that long deserves an end of the career boost like this. I wonder if Barry Sanders is like, damn, I should have done that. I like, damn, I could have went to San Fran. Yeah. They, Where could he oh, He could have went to San San Fran really never had like that type of running back. No. Oh, Roger Craig was ahead of the time for like catching balls out of yeah, the backfield, yeah. but not just a handoff. No, dude. no one doing what he's doing at that time. Even when they had Ricky Waters, he was still a guy to catch the ball too. Sure, that's what you expect. Oh, I wonder what he thinks. I wonder what Megatron thinks. Well, I think Megatron was just done. Well, I think when Barry, I think Sanders, they both were just done. I think when Barry Sanders gets out of bed and his hips work and his knees there work and yeah. his ankles work, yeah. and he could like have cognition, like mm-hmm. he knows he knows what he's thinking, yeah. He remembers what he had for breakfast. I think those two are the type of players it really wasn't all about winning and nothing else. Sure. They like to play. They love Fun. to play. And it was just like, oh, we didn't win a, we didn't win a Super Bowl. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. 
Bo Jackson's a better archer than he was a football player. He's like a championship level archer. You seeing this? Yes. It's crazy. It's Bo Jackson. He could do anything, man. Bo Jackson. Bo knows archery. Just plug him in. I think the Niners are going to pull the Kansas City Chiefs as they went mm. from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Next year, they will go from Jimmy G, who's already been to a Super Bowl, yeah. who's already been to an NFC Championship, to Trey Lance, the type of player who's like a diet Patrick Mahomes. Like right. I, I don't know if he's got that same skill set for throwing the deep ball that accurate or reading defenses or making plays with his legs, but he's got the prototype of a, air quote, Patrick Mahomes type. When also he plays the game the way that the 49ers offense is, rushing, tough. Like he doesn't – if the pocket collapse, he can go create, just like you said. He's not going to just not be able to get away with not having athleticism. Jimmy G – He's cool. He just don't have that type of athleticism. We saw it, especially on that last play. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's your Brad Johnson. He's your Trent Dilfer. Oh, man, yeah. He's he's your game manager. Yeah. you gotta have a, a but, defense. Yeah, got, you got to have a defense as good as the 49ers defense for Jimmy G to even get into the yeah, playoffs, even, yep. for Jimmy G to even like have that kind of success to get to the championship game. He's not going to win you any games. He'll lose them. He can lose them. <laughs> Defense and special teams won these past two. He lost this one. Yep. Where do you think he goes? Jimmy G? Yeah. Oh, Colts. Colts? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a Ooh, good fit. I like that one. I could see Pittsburgh. He'll be the same situation that he was in the, with the 49ers. The mailman just threw a stack of letters. Yeah, it's yeah. his window. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just let loose all those dogs he had that one call. Uh-huh. He just threw his dog biscuits in the ground and stomped on them. I think uh, people are are underestimating the frustration that the Colts have with their quarterback situation. Sure. Especially the way they missed the playoffs. That was ugly. Losing. That was ugly. So, you know, he might, he might have some feelers out there. It's a crazy quarterback carousel next year because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Tom Brady might retire. Yeah. Colts probably won out mm -hmm. for the Carson Wentz experiment. I mean, Vegas could move on from, from Derek Carr. Right. I don't think they should. I think Derek Carr sucks because he's been on the Raiders that long, not because he's not talented. But when David Carr has a good group around him, you see what he could do. Right. But how many teams want a quarterback? There's more teams that need a quarterback than We're, there's quarterbacks to fulfill. New, New Orleans. We're not yeah. talking about them. The Saints, they need a quarterback. They need a coach for the quarterback yep. first. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Not only do they have the best coffee in all of New Mexico, I would like to think the country, I would like to think the world, I would like to think the universe. But what I really think the world of is the way they treat the community and the things they do for the Albuquerque community. And we are honored to be a partner and sponsor of New Mexico Pinion Coffee. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Can't rap that song. There's way too many cuss words. I'll, I'll mix up my. Bleach. I, I was waiting to see how long you were gonna go. I can't. <laughs> I had it in my head. I was like, oh yeah. man, I'm gonna miss one of these bleeps. Yeah. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're lucky to have such great partners and sponsors of the show. One of them being the Electric Playhouse, and we're really excited to present our Wiffle Ball League, and we're gonna join forces with the Dodgeball League. 
So coming soon, we'll have some big announcements on when the wiffle ball and dodgeball league starts. We're shooting for an early March start. So companies, businesses, groups of friends, if you like a coldie in one hand and a wiffle ball bat in the other, come join your dudes at Electric Playhouse. But before we do that, let's talk to the best in the biz, journalism extraordinaire, all things Albuquerque, all things sports, Jeff Grammer. What's happening, my dude? What's going on, guys? I was just sitting around doing a sports talk radio show. What are you doing? I'm sitting around enjoying the sports talk radio show that you guys are doing. Oh, my goodness. What a coincidence. <laughs> So what's going on in Lobo land, Jeff? A uh, big win yesterday. Stayed out of the basement with that W. Is this a sign of good things to come, or is this just like, no, they should have won this one? Um, They should have won it is the answer. Um, the, the sign of good things to come, I suppose, is kind of – it's all relative, right? It sure. Depends what you, it depends what like where you're coming from looking at this. They – they were picked in the preseason. Nobody wanted to agree with it at the time, um, but they were picked by the media in the preseason to finish eighth, ninth. They were tied for the eighth, ninth spot. So, if you look at the standings right now in the Mountain West, they're they're in tenth, but they haven't played Air Force yet, who should be, well, I say should be. They've they've actually picked up a couple wins, but Air Force will probably end up tenth, and the Lobos will probably end up ninth, and and that's where they were picked. So, on one hand. They're doing what some people expected, people around the league, not what Lobo fans had expected or hoped for, but the, but they're doing what they, you know, what people thought, a lot of people that call, follow this league thought they were going to do. Um, on the other hand, they've been playing really well in losses. Nobody, ultimately, you know, the scores is the only stat that really matters at the end of the game, and they started league play 0 for 7. So when you're when you're 0-7 in Mountain West Conference play, it's kind of hard to to say, well, this team's actually playing well, right. but they were. You know, they Wyoming was a team that had one loss at the time, or two losses, rather, two losses at the time. It was undefeated in, in league play when the Lobos went to Laramie, Wyoming, and lost by two points in the final seconds. That's that's something not many teams in this league are going to do. Um, they went to Colorado State, who, who was the preseason favorite to win the league, and, and a lot of people still think they will end up winning the league. And they went to Colorado State, and in the final minute, were still in the game, had a chance on the road to win. They they've covered for those that follow such things. They've while they are now one and seven in the standings in the Mountain West, they're seven and one against the spread. So the Vegas computers that kind of predict how teams are supposed to play and how they're supposed to perform, they've outperformed in Mountain West play. They've outperformed what the computers predicted for them seven out of eight times. So they're they're playing good based on what you you know, however you want to look at it. Um, but the results are bad. So if that's all that matters, then, then yeah, they're, they're still a pretty bad team right now. And, and beating San Jose State, the, the worst team in the league, doesn't really matter. But they're, they're doing what they're supposed to in terms of what the computers predict them to do. Um, Jeff, so there's been some schedule changes to the Lobo schedule. Can you tell yeah. us how that came about and what the changes actually are? Yeah, so the, the main thing is this. The, there, there are two games, two road games that have been moved just by one day to kind of put a little cushion between other games those weeks. That's an at-Fresno State game and an at-San Jose State game. Probably not going to move the dial much for most Lobo fans in, in Albuquerque um, too much on those two. But but the big news today was that they, A, rescheduled the Colorado State game. That game originally was supposed to be December 28th when, at the time, Colorado State was 12-0 and and nationally ranked. 
that probably would have been a good draw, even though it was December 28th, right around the holidays when maybe people have some other stuff going on, students aren't in town. Um, still an undefeated nationally ranked team probably would have been a pretty good home game for the Lobos. Well, since then, Colorado State's lost a couple times, so they aren't nationally ranked. It probably won't be the same kind of draw, but they rescheduled that game, and that's important that they, they get that game back, the, the Lobos, in terms of ticket sales and stuff like that. Um, but the the bad news, I think, um, is they, they announced today they will not reschedule the San Diego State game. That's who they play tonight here in San Diego, where I am. Um, San Diego State will not be going to the pit. So the Lobos this year are going to miss out on the two biggest Mountain West Conference um, potential fan um, games at the gate, if you will, the ticket sales games, um, because they didn't get Nevada. That Nevada was, was not on the schedule this year at all. There's one team every year that doesn't play um, every team. There, it's a, an 11-team league, and in an 18-game schedule, that means there's one team you don't play at their place every year and another mm-hmm. team you don't um, travel to. So they missed Nevada, which means that's the biggest draw of the year in Mountain West play for the Lobos because mm-hmm. Steve Alford and Craig Neal are their coaches. So fans like to come and boost Steve Alford and Craig Neal. Well, that game never got scheduled, so they missed out on that. The second biggest game is San Diego State because they're the perennial champions. They, they've won this league more than any team in the conference history. And there was a pretty good rivalry going for a while with New Mexico State and San Diego State. So those two games aren't coming to the pit. That, that's not good for ticket sales. And obviously ticket sales for a team that starts 0-7 hasn't been to the postseason in nine years have already been struggling, plus all the other restrictions that some people um, have decided not to go to the game for. Those are all real kind of factors to, to poor ticket sales. And uh, yet the you know the Lobos are still going to clear $2.5 million in ticket sales, but they projected over $3 million, So it's going to hurt them at the gate this year, and losing these games doesn't help. Schedule pending, COVID pending, you travel to all these games. San Diego State's pretty sweet city. The Mountain West is full of sweet mm-hmm. cities. What is your favorite to visit when you're on the road and why? Well, I'll tell you from, from just kind of what I was talking about, about attendance-wise, I'll tell you, attendance-wise, tonight will be the first time that the Lobos will play in an opposing environment that is actually bigger than the, the Lobo crowds. And even the oh. Lobo crowds have some, been pretty critical lately um, where they're saying, oh, yeah, they announced 8,000, but it was probably only 6,000. Well, I haven't been to a game yet that's been really more than 6,000 on the road. So um, San Diego State is going to be a good 10,000 fans tonight, I'm sure. And they have the best student section. So as opposed as a, as as far as like arenas go with fans and support, tonight San Diego State that's the best in the league. Um, but there's there's a lot of good arenas in the Mountain West Conference. It's weird because the for for the lack of success that this conference has had in the postseason, and there hasn't been much in, in the NCAA tournament. The the arenas out west, like they're all really big. They're all really good fan support. They're all that kind of stuff. They just haven't had any NCAA tournament success. But I'm telling you, Moby Arena in Fort Collins, when it gets full, it only seats about 6,500. But if you get all 6,000 fans in there, it's a pretty cool little arena. Um, Boise State, when it's packed, pretty good. San Diego, it's just hard to complain too much about San Diego when they have the best student section. You know, the raunchiest, the meanest, they say the nastiest stuff. The show is what they're called, their student section. And they come at players pretty hard. It, it's fun to follow them. You're you're not going to enjoy it if you're a Lobo tonight. But, like, they have the best student section. And in college sports, if you have a really good student section, you create a pretty good environment. And hands down, the best student section in the league is the San Diego State student section.
Well, here I was asking about food and nightlife, and <laughs> Uber Uber professional Jeff Grammer gives me a real answer. It's what I deserve. Well, they, they also play. They also have UNLV in the league. It's kind of hard to like say UNLV <laughs> yeah. nightlife wise. Like, if you can't find, if you're looking for something to do, it's hard not to find something you can do in Las Vegas. So obviously, the UNLV trip every year. If I want to go out and lose a whole bunch of money or, or get myself in. You know what stays in Las Vegas kind of territory, then, then Las Vegas is something uh, every year to do. Okay, Jeff, let's pivot to the big game. So we have Cincinnati, which is a surprise to a lot of people, versus the Los Angeles Rams. How do you see that game playing out, Super Bowl Sunday? I'm boycotting the NFL. <laughs> Next question. I do not. I'm a 49ers fan. I don't oh, oh no! I don't want to talk football again until it's the <laughs> Bengals and the 49ers, like it was way back in what '88, I think it was. I, I don't want to talk football ever again. <laughs> oh, you need a Weineken to wash down those French cries? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I picked my two preseason picks. Um, we're pretty close. It was the Bills and the Rams. That's who I thought were gonna, was going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. The, for, the 49ers had a kind of season where I, I, I was, okay, good. They're not going to be any good this year. Fine. I, I don't have to invest in them. And then they started playing really, really good about week eight, about midway through the season. They started looking good. And then by the end, I'm like, well, dang it. Now I got to invest emotionally again. And I did. So now I'm, yep. now I'm, yeah, now I'm nice and emotional and bitter about what happened yesterday. But um, the Rams are <laughs> matchup wise. The 49ers had a chance because their run game, they run away from Aaron Donald, who's the best player in the league. In my opinion, the, the Bengals are going to have a, a much more difficult time keeping Aaron Donald from dictating how the game is played. Mm. I know Joe Burrow is fantastic. He is the future of quarterbacks in the AFC in particular is, is just wonderful right now. Patrick Mahomes, Josh <laughs> Allen and Joe Burrow all under 25 or around 25 and three of the top what five or six quarterbacks in the whole league right now, yep. like that's that's exciting if you're if you're into that stuff, which I'm not because I'm a 49er fan who doesn't have a good quarterback situation <laughs> right now. But like they're gonna the Bengals are gonna be really hard pressed, I think, to to keep Aaron Donald and that Rams defense from getting to Joe Burrow. Hey, that's my exact analysis. Two weeks away. You want to just take two weeks off, Vital? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even have I didn't even pick the Niners to go to the playoffs this year because there's no way I thought that that whole talented roster would be able to stay healthy. Lo and behold, they get healthy at the end of the year and just tease the ever-loving everything out of Jeff Grammer. So I'm sorry you got your heart broken, buddy. Let me share you share you uh, and I've shared this on on different shows before, so some people may have heard this, but the reason I'm a 49er fan is I'm a born and raised New Mexican, so you get to pick whoever the heck you want to yeah. be your favorite sports team, right? I'm a Portland Trailblazer basketball fan because I happened to go to a Nuggets game once where they played the, the Trailblazers when I was a kid, and I knew the Nuggets were awful, so I said, I'm going to like that other team. <laughs> happened to be Portland. That's why I'm a Blazers fan. I like the Twins because Kirby Puckett's short and round like me. Yeah. Like, okay, great. But for the 49ers, I was at my best friend's house, and my best friend's mom was also my babysitter, so I was at my babysitter's house or whatever, and um, her husband uh, was watching a football game. So it might have been like maybe a Monday night game or something. My mom hadn't come to pick me up yet. And it was the 49ers, and he said, oh, look, it's the Santa Fe 49ers. I was born in Santa Fe, and the SF on the helmet, he told me, stood for Santa Fe. Uh So I was probably eight or nine years old before I realized Joe Montana (laughs) and Jerry Rice don't live down the street from me. I thought they lived in my hometown. 
I was like, the Santa Fe 49ers, how do you not like them? They're in our town. And uh, I stuck with it after I realized I felt a little betrayed for a while when I realized they were in a whole different state. But I ended up sticking with them. And for a guy of my age where Joe Montana and then Steve Young came around, like there was a pretty good run right when I was really getting into football. So I'll take it. Jeff Grammer, the best in the biz. Appreciate you being a friend and appreciate you being a friend of the show, my dude. Anything else before we let you go? No. Good luck to the Santa Fe 49ers next year, though. <laughs> I love it. The SF of Santa Fe. It would have took me – he's a smart guy. It would have took me a lot longer to figure that out. Yeah, I would have been a grown man. <laughs> 30. You're like, yeah. San Francisco? What are you talking about, San Francisco? They only got baseball there. <laughs> That's You're listening to story. Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On, on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. Big shout out to the YMCA. We love us some YMCA. Anybody who helps kids, that's why we mess with I-9 Sports, too. We don't allow partners on the show if they're not out here helping people in these streets. These rough and tumble Albuquerque streets. You know, I can't I can't picture Kirby Puckett now without Jeff Grammer's face plastered <laughs> on him. I'm gonna have to make him I'm gonna have to Photoshop him for baseball cards now. You gotta do it. All right. Jeff Grammer, you know what you're getting for Christmas. You're getting a Kirby Puckett rookie card with your face on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk quarterback carousel real quick. All right. I really want to cover this Grambling uh, name, image, likeness story. Yeah. But we started touching on the quarterback carousel and didn't really finish the thought. I mean, and this is an ongoing conversation, obviously, and we're not going to have the magic key right now. But I want to know, do you think there's like a perfect fit for a quarterback to a team? You're like, this just makes sense. Like Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. They already got a good defense. They already right, got right. wide receivers. Boom, it just makes sense. <clears throat> I do. Um, I think I've said it before on here, I think last week, but the team that I'm talking about, I don't think they're going to get rid of their quarterback. Okay. Tannehill. Tannehill's got to go. He's got to go. That team is way too talented, way too good, a great coach. They're just missing that it quarterback. They are. I mean, they really are. I got two examples. Um, your Titans yeah, and the Colts. The Colts, yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Colts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they have everything. Yes. Titans have everything. Colts have everything. If they had an elite quarterback to lead their teams, they're both Super Bowl favorites immediately. Yep. If either of those teams get Aaron Rodgers, I mean, if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers and a couple more pieces, I think they're in similar situations. But again, more AFC teams. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get to the point where the AFC Championship is the real Super it's Bowl. It's the real Super Bowl. Yep. It's only going to get way more competitive. We saw it this year. Yeah. After this year, oh, man. Oh, the AFC is going to be must-see TV more than it already is. I think you're exactly right that the Titans probably learned their lesson in that playoff game. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and you know, Ryan Tannehill did me dirty. <laughs> Because I went on a rant. You did? I went on a rant the game before I, that Tannenhill isn't yeah. as bad. Yeah. Like, oh, you brought the stats out, I yeah. remember. Top 10. Yeah, no, top, top eight. eight. Top yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was top eight quarterback the last yeah. two years. I was like, look, guys. No. He's been putting together 
a very successful, very quiet run with Tennessee here. And then the next day, he throws three picks. Well, I don't, they, I don't yeah. say anything about Ryan Tannehill for two years. Never. And I say one <laughs> nice thing, and he goes out there and throws three picks just for me. He's like, you know what? I got to let Van know he has no clue what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm good, am I? I am horrible. Let me show you. <laughs> I mean, there's some good jobs out there. Yeah. Um, there's some good jobs for coaches and quarterbacks. I'll tell you another place. Um, the Redskins. Okay. I said I liked Heineke, but after watching him at the end of the season, no. No way. They can't. It, the, the the lights were way too bright for him because they had a chance to win the to go not win the division, but to go to the playoffs. They that, still had a chance. That would be a good spot for Adams and Devontae. Oh yeah. Because they already got Terry McLaurin. Oh yeah. And they already got some some good role players yep. and a very good defense. Yeah, their defense is on point. I, I picked Ryan Fitzpatrick to lead the Redskins to the playoffs. Yeah, I did too. I had them actually winning the division. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I had them second behind the Cowboys. Yeah, but he got hurt. Yeah. And my team. So Fitz Magic. R.I.P. No more magic. There's a lot of good teams. A lot of good, like you said, a lot of good teams that need that quarterback plugged in and it'll take them over to the edge. Over yeah, the edge. I could see a scenario with a huge shuffle around. Aaron Rodgers goes one way. Derek Carr goes another way. Russell Wilson goes another way. Mm-hmm. Then you have all these other holds to fill. It's like playing um, three-card Monty. Like everyone yeah. just keeps switching around, switching around, switching around. Has this ever happened in the NFL? I don't think something this big with the potential of it happening. Right. I don't think so. Not – we're used to quarterbacks sitting down where they're at. We're just going to figure it out. Right. And then build around build them. Build around them. Yeah. Because NFL, man, I know we, we touched on this earlier, and you know we, we can go into it as ad nauseum some other time, but the NFL is going the way of the NBA yep. where the star player dictates where they go. Like you saw it with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. He wanted out. His dad put up receiver porn on the internet. And got him chased the hell out of there. And now look at him. He's playing in the Super Bowl. I got to ask you a question about that because I know you were kind of vocal. Now that you see how Odell came about and where he's at with the Rams, do you think that was a a good move? It's easy to say now because I remember people were bashing him. People were bashing him. like, And it wasn't because of just his attitude. People were saying he couldn't play. Right. So. I mean, it's obvious that he could play. Right. I mean, they just didn't run the offense through him in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And Baker Mayfield wasn't talented enough to get him those big plays. That's what it was. Sure. That's what his arm wasn't big enough. And you didn't you didn't hear those things about Odell Beckham Jr. in New York until the very end. Right. Until things were so bad that he opened his mouth. You didn't hear those things about Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland until the very end when it got that bad. Well, and, that, and you don't hear it at all yeah. since you've been to L.A. Apparently he's a great locker room guy. Well, Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him on the team. Sadly, he's one of these receivers that when things are going well, it's great. But let it go south, they're going to be the face of the bad stuff. Yeah, I know old school football coaches are just grinding their teeth. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this right now. A player should never be able to dictate where he goes. A player should never yeah. dictate what happens in the locker room. That's, that's the coach and the team captain's job. To set the to set the mood in the locker room, but here we go. That's I mean, here's players now. dictating. That's what we are now. You saw Brett Favre do it for a long time. Aaron Rodgers is doing it right now. Odell Beckham Jr. got away with it this year. I think you're going to see more and more of it mm-hmm. that 
we're going to have four, five, six super teams of all these players, all these buddies going together, playing on the same team, just like the NBA is already doing. Yep. I mean, you see it every year in baseball. Like, there's so much movement in baseball. Why don't they do it in other sports? The NFL has a salary cap. Baseball doesn't. But I think that's where it could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, you get penalized on the salary cap just like the luxury tax. So they're not entirely that different, right? With the luxury tax in baseball, you have a certain expectation Mm -hmm. of the taxes that you're willing to hit. But if you're a football team going over the salary cap and you know you have all those penalties – it makes you put your team into perspective. It's like, hey, did a main guy get hurt? Right. We got to eat that salary and put more salary on top of it. Mm-hmm. Or is this just like a dumb uh, GM going all in one year, spending too much money, like we saw at the Redskins historically? Right. Yep. the The fines you get on going over the salary cap and the the percentage you got to pay back on a, a um, luxury tax aren't all that different mm-hmm. if you think about it. It's a soft salary cap anyways. All it is is a copycat league. Let the Rams win. Watch. It's happening. More, I mean, pe- more people, more GMs, more teams are going to be like, you know what? We've been trying it this way and not getting the results. They did it. Look at their results. Let's follow the same blueprint. Yeah, you saw it with the Chiefs two years ago. Like mm-hmm. they said, hey, man, we got our guy. We are already good before. Let's add a couple pieces. Boom, Super Bowl. Yep. Tampa Bay was already looking good. Add Tom Brady and Gronk. Boom. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Rams are already good. The Rams were there three years ago with the most of that same core. Yeah. You add Odell Beckham Jr., Sony Michelle, Von Miller, and a real quarterback. Boom. Look where they are right now. So they're, they're setting a new precedent. This is going to be the new normal. Teams who have a chance will go all the way in and get used to it. Yep. We're going to talk uh, name, image, likeness, and college sports when we get back, as this is the best story I've heard about it so far. We spend our afternoons, a.k.a. our happy hours, at O'Neill's Pub, and we spend our weekends at Friend of the Show Electric Playhouse. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. You ever caught a football game at Dave and Buster's? No, I haven't. I I haven't. All right, we got to go soon. Yeah. Uh, Basically, really any sport. Yeah. I know there's only one game left. I know. uh, (laughs) I'm glad you switched it up to any sport. So at Dave and Buster's, you've got like the bar side with like. 40 TVs just wrapped around you. You know, great food, great service, great drinks, cool atmosphere. But on the other side of the bar, you got the one giant, like, Jerry World, Mm -hmm. like, featured big screen TV. We watched that uh, big come-from-behind victory from the Duke City Gladiators Mm -hmm. on that screen with a bunch of Duke City fans that didn't travel. That's pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Love me some Dave and Buster's. Definitely have to check that out. Cool story coming out about Grambling. So they got not just a couple players, not just the star players, but the whole college somehow, and I can't wait to to hear the X's and O's of this sponsorship because the college itself isn't supposed to get any reward from name, image, likeness. It's supposed to be the players themselves. But apparently they worked out a deal where a couple sponsors, and I'm sure once this gets traction in the news, there's going to be more and more sponsors as we go along. But two main national sponsors have sponsored the whole Grambling football team. 
So every single player gets paid to play college football. Yep. And I love this story for multiple reasons. Have you have you seen this yet? Yeah. So in I was looking at this, every one of their scholarship student athletes will be paid. Um like you said there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of information on it, but my first thing was who has committed to Grambling after seeing this story. Hmm. And I'm looking here, there are two significant they already got someone from LSU. This guy was in the like, last 48 hours. Yes, he was an LSU nice. signee, linebacker Dante Starks. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to Grambling. I'm going north up the road. Um, I believe it's north. It is. And another <laughs> one, uh, National Junior Co- College Athletic Association Division Three Defensive Player of the Year. Boom. Changed his commitment to the Grambling Tigers. In the past 24 hours since Ever this news since came out. Ever since this news came out. I'm really curious to see how they work this in between the college and players themselves. Because the college isn't supposed to have anything to do with it. The, the, the sports program isn't supposed to have anything to do with it. It's right. supposed to be a neutral third party in between the player and the sponsor. But I'm really excited. I mean, this is the way it should have been forever. Yes, Whatever your program makes should be equally allocated once bills are paid in between the players. You're making money off of their face. You're making money off of their jersey. You're making money off of their performance, and they should be rewarded. I, I think this is just in time, and it's right on time, because you know they have a new head coach, uh, Hugh Jackson, came from the NFL. But also, speaking of Jackson, Jackson State has Deion Sanders. Sure. And he's pulling in. Some big name recruits. These guys are, he's pulling them away from D1 schools. So for Grambling to say, all right, this is how we're going to level the playing field a little bit, I love it. I love it. And of course, leave it to a HBCU to make this kind of evenly equitable deal. Because, mm-hmm. like, here we go. Say it. I'm going to say it. Say it. I mean, <laughs> college athletes were treated like slaves for yes, decades. There you go. The colleges made money and yeah. money and money and stacks and stacks and stacks of money right. off these kids' name, image, likeness. Yep. And, you know, hey. Even, with, even, even up to, the, to, to gaming. Yes. Or, yeah. Even up to that. You could have their actual faces. Their face. And, and names. Yeah. Yeah. And they get nothing out of it. Yeah. So now I think Grambling is now setting a standard for the baseline standard of living for student athletes. Yes. Because if you got room and board taken care of, you got food taken care of, and you got a little money in your pocket to travel, I think after that they'll be able to go out and get their own name image likeness deals. There you go. And like this sets a new precedent. This is what we call stacking. We're doing the opposite. <laughs> We're doing the opposite of exploitation here. There you go. You see what's happening? <clears throat> well, I'm you looking co- on Twitter already, Van, and there's already grumbles. So when are they going to put a cap on this NIL stuff? Never. No. Never. No, it can't be, it can't be done that way. There's never going to be a cap. You know no. what there's going to be? Everyone trying to keep up with what Texas A&M did this year. Right. Because they pumped $30 million into their recruits. Guess who had the best recruiting class? The one with the most money. Surprise, surprise. I'm looking here uh, just to stay on the same NIL thing. Arkansas, University of Arkansas, 
they have J.B. Hunt behind them. You know how much money J.B. Hunt made last year? $12 billion. Oh, my. So they already have their first big basketball recruit sign, name, name, image, likeness, backed by J.B. Hunt. So this is this is about to get real interesting. I, I told, I, hey, I'm glad Texas A&M stood their stuck yeah. neck out first and be like, yeah. hey, we'll, we'll compete with the Auburns, we'll compete with the Alabamas, we'll compete with the Ohio States. Yeah. Well, how do we do that? You give us all your oil money, duh. Right. It costs money. God, we buy these guys and, just like the free agency NFL. And then also look at these look at these high school athletes. A lot of the areas that we're talking about is high poverty. Yes. So you know the the thing is, let's go to college. Let's get out of this. Let's work hard in college to become pros. But these colleges are multi million dollar establishments. So it's great, like you said, to give them their just due. Then they might not even make it through college half the time. Sure. So. I'm with it. I want an NIL everywhere. I want this to be just a hundred percent. Oh, every, I want this to catch like wildfire, which it already is. Actually, I want I want all these kids wearing like Letterman jackets that look like NASCAR, <laughs> where it's got yeah. every sponsor. Yeah, you could possibly yeah. just patches after patch after yeah. patch all over these kids. Yeah, let them make some money. And no I don't more, want, no more explo- exploitation. Yeah, and Let's I don't want to I don't want to hear about you know what's the cut between the starting quarterback and the third string quarterback. It doesn't matter. Everyone eats. Yeah, exactly. And Grambling's setting a a new precedent by spreading it out to everybody. It's an amazing deal. Yep. And I hope hope this is the new normal. I hope this is what it becomes for college athletes because it's legit not fair for all these decades who have passed and these guys make nothing. You're using their name, image, and likeness. You're making millions of dollars off them. You're paying them nothing and saying, well, you're getting a college education. Am I? Yeah. Am I when I don't have to go to class? Exactly. When I know I'm getting an A and all these ridiculous classes. I'm not going to class until I hurt my knee. I'm not going to class until I don't have any more NCAA eligibility and the NFL doesn't come calling. Then I'm going to class. What happened? Oh, don't don't be daft. <laughs> don't be a fool. What what's you know gonna happen? These guys don't have to go to college. What's going to happen is these bigger colleges, these bigger universities. You know they're going to be against it sure. until that level of athleticism, that that level of high-ranking recruits start falling, and they're seeing them go to these NIL schools. Sure. Then they're like, okay, we got to do it too. So I don't see and, this being a bad thing at all. No, it's not. Nope. It's, it's a great thing. Yep. And then slowly, I mean, if you're seeing a, a school like Grambling spread it out yep. over all their scholarship football players – it's going to set a precedent for the big guys because they can't have egg on their face now. Exactly. They're like, well, if Grambling does it, Alabama has to do it. Has to. We can't have egg on our face that this smaller school, less money, less budget, less name, image, likeness, is doing the right thing. So it's going to set a precedent to take care of all these kids better. Yep. And that's just like their standard living day-to-day is going to be better. Would this be better to cut the – now, I don't know how this works. I'm talking about for these these colleges and universities that have quote-unquote boosters who do their little underhanding thing. Doesn't it make it better that, hey, the NIL is the, the legal way to do this. Yeah. Now we don't have to worry about sanctions. Sure. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. All the best sports movies in the 90s were about these cheating scandals. <laughs> and they were true. Blue Chips. Yeah. The program. All of like them. Like, those, those are the best movies of the 90s, and yeah. they're about cheating. And here we are 30 years later finally learning our lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, it took that long? Yeah. It take you that long in telling people you're wrong to where you're finally like, 
But well, you know what? Right. Maybe we weren't doing it right. Right. The varsity of whatever we decide it's going to be. You're listening to I-9 Sports presents Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Friend of New Mexico Pinon Show, <laughs> a.k.a. Two Men On. Friend of the Electric Playhouse Show, a.k.a. Two Men On. And you're listening on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Got an idea for the varsity from the text line. Varsity of sports video games. The ones that they need to bring back or revamp. I think we just got to do all-time sports video just, games. Just do them all-time. Got you. Let's, do, uh, let's put that in our pocket Yeah. for tomorrow or Friday. Let's do Friday when we're okay. both here. Yeah. Because we missed a couple segments, so we're going to skip the varsity today. But big shout-out to I-9 Sports, Chapter 280. Been a friend of the so show since the get-go. They are a day-one-er, day-one friend of the show, and we're honored to be part of what they do. And anything they want from us, they just reach out and yell. Phone, email, carrier pigeon, whatever. They say it, we're there. Okay, I just wrote down sports video game varsity. Definitely got to do that. I'm surprised, oh, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't done that one yet. You haven't? I don't think so. Oh, that's going to be a good one. We do so many that they yeah. kind of slip. Yeah. Like me, me and Fred did one one time, and like one of us made a similar joke, and we both looked at each other like, we totally did this one before. <laughs> and we won yeah. This is the, we both said the same joke. Like, yeah. Of course we did this one before. So I want to talk about the opening line of the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's going to move a lot. It's already moved a whole point today. Yep. So it opened up at three and a half, which is basically a pick 'em game in a neutral site. You can kind of lean on home field being three points. And the Rams have a home field game for the Super Bowl, just like they did NFC Championship. So if the spread is three and a half, you take away three points for being at home, that's a half a point favorite. That's a pick 'em. That's pick 'em. That's yep. pick 'em. Yeah, either or. The line moved. To four and a half. So they got a lot of action on the Rams. So early money is on the Rams at home. Mm -hmm. But people have lost a lot of money betting against the Bengals. Yeah, man. Second half of the year in the playoffs, people have lost a lot of money betting against Joe Burrow. <clears throat> Just keeps beating the spread, beating the spread, beating the spread. Is it going to happen again? I mean, that's, that's your, your snap judgment, right? Day one. Two weeks to go. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> it's do too early. It. It's too early. Yeah. To stick, too early to stick your neck out. Yeah, it's way too early. I, I've said it like I said it all year. I like this Rams roster too much. I have. I, they have to be my favorites. I mean, they have to be my logical, reasonable, put it down on paper pick. Even though obviously my heart is going after Joe Burrow who has absolutely stolen my heart this playoff with his swag, his play on the field. All of that. Being a good teammate, being a hilarious interview after the game, his rock cosplay. 
everything. It just everything he does is right. <laughs> he just does everything right, and I love it so much. The Rock cosplay did it for me. Was that the one? Oh man, the black turtleneck with the chain and the fanny pack. Oh, it's too good, J Bo. It's too good. <laughs> I I think there's going to be a lot of bets on the Rams, and this this line is going to go back and forth, back and forth. Because just like, just like I said, Bengals versus Chiefs. If you're not a Rams fan already, if you're not betting money on the Rams, it's the whole country versus the Rams. Yeah, because they have that type of roster that you've been talking about. Yeah. And it's just the casual fan usually doesn't like that. We're all good guys from different teams come together to make a super team, quote unquote. Yeah. That's how the Rams are being looked at, um, even though it's kind of not like that. Got a couple of castaways, a couple of guys who were told can't play, can't do it. Even yep. Von Miller, people were – they wrote him off. Sure. Uh, he hasn't done anything since the Super Bowl. Came came out big last game. So it's it's kind of a different narrative, but the casual fan will just see those names on that one team and say, nah, I don't want them to win. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the vibe I got already. Yeah. Just a few phone calls and just calling and texting a couple buddies. It's like, if you're not a Rams fan – you're not betting on them. The whole world is going for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Sorry, Matt Stafford. You're a great storyline. Yeah. But it's it's Matt Stafford versus a whole organization. Right. It's never won anything. Sure. And not even having won anything have been really bad really recently. Yeah. That's a great story. I love Joe Burrow, man. I'm I'm rooting for the guy. But I just see the Rams' roster is just too good, and they keep doing it. They keep doing what they need to do against Tom Brady, against Patrick Mahomes. Just keep doing what they need to do. Yeah, but those guys aren't Joe Burrow. (laughs) That is true. So, 50-and-a-half over under. Oh, it's up to 50-and-a-half? 50-and-a-half to over under. Wow. I'm looking at an old one then because I was looking at 49-and-a-half. Well, 50 and a half. What do you think about that? Uh, Right now, I want to go over. Yeah, me too. I want to go over, but, I mean, you saw how the refs treated NFC Championship weekend. Right. I mean, they air quotes, just let the kids play. It was really touchy in the defense. It was real touchy in the secondary. Got their hands on the receivers a lot more than you would allowed to every once in a while. The Super Bowl's for the quarterbacks, right? Oh, Absolutely. You gotta highlight you gotta highlight the quarterback. Yeah. You gotta have some action. You gotta have some memorable plays. So I think the refs will be back to their regular season form and start calling those plays again. So I think it will hit the over. Well, I think um just to get a little technical on the fifty and a half, you know, the Rams they have Jalen Ramsey. They're gonna put him on number one. Sure. They're gonna put him on number one. You guys know Jamar Chase. But the Bengals are equipped that their two and three guys are dope. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, nah, I got to go with the over. You could put Ramsey on on Chase. Chase got to do his thing. He might not do the the big, huge thing. Well, he might, but. He's going to eat. He's going to eat. Oh, he's going to eat for sure. They they have two other capable receivers that can go off. Yeah. So uh, 50 and a half is not, no. That, that's too low for this game. There, I mean, you could make a good argument that the Bengals receivers were top three in the league before they added Chase. Yes. Yep. And now now who beats them now? Right. The team they're playing, a healthy Rams team, 
uh, Cup, Woods, Beckham. All three mm. of those guys are healthy. It's hard to to beat that yeah. threesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then Buccaneers. It's hard to beat that threesome. But you know, with with the receivers in the Super Bowl, fifty and a half is not enough. I think you're right on both teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right now, the way it sits right now, if the the spread is three and a half, I like the Rams, and if the over under is fifty and a half, I like the over. I just I want to. I want to shoot out. And now I got two weeks to convince myself I'm wrong. <laughs> You're going to waffle back and forth so many times, watch. Oh, for sure. Yep. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> I like it. I'm excited. And and what's best about the Super Bowl is all the weird prop bets. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait to talk to, like, some prop bet analyst in Los Angeles when we're there for the Super Bowl. By the way, loyal listener, if you haven't heard, we're going to be in Los Angeles the week of the Super Bowl, we'll be doing our show live from Radio Row at least Tuesday through Friday, maybe also Monday. We'll see how the time frames work out. But the boys are going to be at the bowl. Van, Fred, and Robert. And a, and a special guest producer. going to be crazy. I don't know if he wants to say on air who he is. Huh? We'll figure that out later, too. Before we go, I got to say something because you were talking about bets. There was a bet of $20, a free $20 <gasps> bet. Right. I forgot about that. That got both of the championship winners and down to the score, both correctly. $20 free bet using FanDuel. They won $579,020. Man, you're talking about lucky. Especially with those games, to come down to those points. Yeah. I would have had a heart attack. I would have never been able to collect my money. Oh, because you just dead on, <laughs> died. Dead on the floor? I would have died. Yes. No yeah. way. Robert's last words. Yeah. Bury me with my money. <laughs> last words. <laughs> Don't give it to Van. <laughs> Van turns in a will written in crayon. <laughs> Robert said I could have it all. He says it right there. Also, that wasn't the only winner on this same bet. There was two lesser winners. A $5 bet. Let me go back to it. Um, $5 bet on the same thing won $145,000. A $2 bet Whew. won $58,000. So they picked the winners and the scores. Off of a free bet. Free bet. Half a million. Uh, <laughs> More than half a million. Free bet turns into $20. Oh. $20 turns into half a million. Shh. Man. Bonkers. Fred Slow is back in town tomorrow, and he is back on the show. The original lineup of two men on. Not like this one isn't as good or better. I think it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the callers today. Howard, Tommy, Dan, Mailman. Thanks our special guest, Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. And the Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Jeff Grammer. Always good having those guys on. It's cool like having such cool dudes in the press that yeah. you like to work with. Yes. It's I'm I'm never like, ugh, Jeff Grammer's gonna come on and talk. I'm like, hell yes. They're knowledgeable Jeff, and they're cool, man. Yeah. That's what I like. We got a good balance here. We got a, a bunch of cool dudes here doing sports journalism in Albuquerque, and I'm proud to be part of it. Special sh- special shout out to some of our sponsors, John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy. You'll get to see him this Thursday at O'Neill's in Knob Hill as we've been doing the show live from there. Anything to add before we get out of here, Rob? Nah, man. Uh, I'll be in Dallas this week. My nephew's picking his college, so hopefully he picks the right 
fit for himself. How exciting. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.